Howdy, howdy, howdy. To the Stubbornly Positive Podcast. Hat trick episode. Hat trick episode. Your, if you're wearing a hat, throw it down. We have three episodes, and we're very excited about this episode. Yeah, we're really. so excited. There's so much to talk about. We are currently in Denver, Colorado, right, which right. is pretty cool. Did you have one of those moments yet where you woke up and you weren't sure where you are? <laughs> I haven't had one of those yet on this trip. I mean, we are the traveling podcast. Yeah. I don't know any other podcast, to be honest. No. Where it's like a different state each time you record. I think the the best thing about being in Denver right now is Ruby and her boyfriend Broski. Oh man! But we'll get it. That's a whole that's, other episode. That's the next episode. But that's a teaser. That, that's that's a, te- that's a teaser that's about the ro- romance between Ruby and, and, a, uh, and a very special dachshund named Broski. Yeah, named Broski. I know this, that could be a whole episode. That could be a whole like rom com. <laughs> Like the right Watch size, right? It's like the yeah, same. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, it's really special. It's a magical, yeah. magical thing we can't but, wait to talk about. But, but today, today we have a very, very special guest. Yes, everybody, big time. Uh, Jess, we have a bio written for yep. you. <laughs> a lot of time. Buckle up. Uh, yeah, buckle up. Our bios are might be our like best part of our podcast. You do a great job with the bios. We both yeah. do with the bios. Come on. Okay, Jess Quirrell. Raised in Northern Virginia, she's a Woodson High School and Mary Washington College graduate. She received her master's degree in counseling from the University of Wyoming. Afterwards, she worked at an elementary school for 13 years as a school counselor in Washington, D.C. She's a licensed psychotherapist in four states, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and Colorado. She's currently in private practice, one being a general practice and one being a specialty practice dedicated to pet loss, Pet Loss D.C. And she works part-time as a psychotherapist working with middle school and high school students at the Lab School of Washington. She loves rowing, the great outdoors, her husband Dave, and her pack of three dogs, Daisy, Oliver, and Charlie. She's also an amazing close friend to Craig and I, I don't know what we would do without no, you, Jess. No, seriously. Welcome, <laughs> Jess. Jess, thanks for being yes, here. my pleasure. So Wait, can we really wow. quick, can we just highlight yeah. what's going on behind Nora's shoulder? Oh, oh, oh can we oh, yes. uh, yeah. for anybody, this? Because this is really for, important. For, <laughs> <laughs> so we are, this is, Jess is also our first remote, je- uh, yeah. remote guest. Right. And so for anybody um, listening, we are in uh, our good friend Joe's basement it's in Denver. Stunning basement. Um, and we are sitting in front of a couch and I'll just move. Anybody who wants to watch, it's on our Patreon, but oh, let me just move. <laughs> oh, God. Look at the little. It's true. We have to start. Ma'am. We have to start with. With Ruby's little face <laughs> just squished just, in the, not, not planned, it's, just that's how it like, yeah, you know, no. just there's Ruby. Yeah, that's right. just who she, oh, that's she just so wants good. Be, she just wants to be a part of it, it. Right, you know, right. like she doesn't yeah. want to take no, over. Just, she knows her. Hey guys, a smushed so face sweet. just above my shoulder, just looking directly into the camera. Yeah. That's our little girl. Or uh, at an event when like Fred mm-hmm. and I are on stage talking. Ruby will find somebody in the crowd yeah. and like just like lean into them and like won't leave them alone until like they just give her rubs. And it's just so sweet. Fred works the room. Ruby works I one person. Uh, yeah, she, she picks, chooses she a picks person. one person, and, and she just, must like have a connection or something yeah, that makes yeah, her do it. It's really cute. But okay, back Sorry, to Jess. I just, which I, this is just too no. too cute. I can just see it. This is yeah. what well, I love about yeah. Jess is she immediately puts it into something else other than herself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like, we're here to talk about Jess. Let's talk about Ruby. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> well, we do love our dogs. We love talking about our dogs. But, okay, first I want to get into, we have so much to talk about. Right. We could all, and we do. I feel like we've talked on the phone for hours, like, yeah. so quick. So, But the first thing I think we should dive into is because, Jess, you have such an incredible career. And I feel like where it started, where you started your childhood in Fairfax County, mm-hmm. where you grew up, which is also the same county as where Craig yeah, grew up. Like one school, one school over. over. Which yes, makes right. all of this more fascinating because yeah. of the dynamic of where, in the culture of where you guys grew up. Yeah. So I want to throw it to you, Jess, and just, you know, whatever you want to talk about your childhood, but specifically you two. And yeah, like what, what was it like for you growing up in, in Fun yeah. Facts? Fun, fun Facts. Facts. Fun Facts. That's public right. Schools. You yeah. know, Craig <laughs> and I have such a similar just upbringing. We're <laughs> very close in age, and it was very much a you know high pressure environment you know most people's parents work for the government um mil- yeah. there's military um very it's just a suburb of washington washington dc so it's very high achieving high performing 
area. So yeah. expectations are high doing well in school is just expected going to college. Absolutely expected. Um, yeah. so growing up for me was about doing really well in school. Both of my parents, my dad has his PhD in economics. He taught at Yale. Um, my grandfather well, taught at Brown. Everyone has at least wow. a master's degree, at least, yeah. um, yes. so high, high achieving, achieving no one yeah. did sports in my family. Here I am, like right. <laughs> on the crew team, on the tennis team. I swam, Ach- achieving a lot. Yeah, but but, so, but your- also like you know, I did pretty well in school, but it wasn't like it's just what I was supposed to do. And there wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of um, encouragement around follow your passion, be creative. It yeah. was like no, no, <laughs> do really well in school, get in the best college you can to get the best job can kind of thing. And yeah. that was from your school. That's what's so interesting, right? Oh, yeah. That was like from the whole area you guys grew up, not just like maybe your family, family, but also from school. I mean, it, it was, yeah. it was, I don't know anyone who did not no. go to college. Yeah. Right. I know one person, who, right. Right, I knew one person, but it was, it was like, it was just, oh yeah. I mean, PSATs, yeah. SATs, like call, like, um, all the tutoring for the essay. I mean, all just like, you know, this doing something that looks good for your resume, right? Like that will look good for right. your, for your resume to getting into college. Like how will this separate you? Because it's just, everyone is really smart and really high achieving. And that's just, yeah, you know, that's the world we came from. Yeah. Nobody ever really, from what I remember ever talked to us about doing something that like made you happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. it was all about like what made sense, you know, and and I think that that's certainly not unique to where we grow up, but I I feel very confident saying that we got a really high dose, a really yeah, high dose. Do you of think that. that's because so Fairfax County, for anybody who doesn't know, that is in Northern Virginia. It's the suburbs, basically, of DC. Mm-hmm. Right, you're right, right outside, outside of, of DC. DC. And like Craig always explains in his talks that his neighborhood was based could have been like the it's yeah, like, it's like the almost like a Pentagon bar- barracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like everybody like, was like commuting to the mm-hmm. Pentagon. And or do something. you think it's that is because like almost everyone around is specifically in Fairfax County are all like why do you think that the culture was just so competitive and so focused on I think it's I think it's it's I think it's generational. I think a lot of like our parents, you know, made choices maybe that weren't weren't true to like their heart it was maybe mm. you know maybe something that made sense and i just think in our area which first of all you could Beautiful you could area. pick a lot worse oh. places to grow up <laughs> i mean sure. it's but idyllic it, and, in a lot of ways yeah. It, yeah yeah and and like worse school systems to be in like it's it doesn't i i always try to make sure that i remind myself that like you know i'm not complaining it's just yeah. it's just reflect it's reflection right? right and it's and it's only because of where I've found myself now that I can look back and be like, wow, like, no, like this was not laid out for me. Like, it, like we had to kind of find our way here. And I think you have a very similar, mm-hmm. similar story, right? Like, I mean, nobody was, you know, was offering things like, like what you do to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a path. No. Right? And I think it's also, I think at least my, when I reflect, reflect on it's like, you can do what you love once you've checked the boxes. Yeah, that was really right. how I experienced it. Once you're you've checked yeah. the boxes, you have security, you have your education, then you mm. can do what you want. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you everything's a pie chart. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then, how did that? So graduating high school, like how? So you because did you major right away in counseling? No. In, oh in your no no. I mean you know this, this was quite oh my that. gosh and. I also am struck too by like, we have such similarities in terms of like our stories of our dogs and like, not like we can get to that in a second, but um, high school, I went to Mary Washington college. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Cause I was just like, Mm -hmm. all right now. And I grinded through high school to do really well. Now I have to grind through again. Um, And I, I loved a lot of things and I was so baffled by this idea of like picking like picking your career at One 18 i'm thing. like i don't yeah. know stick with it and forever. stick with it and i thought that was a bunch of bs i just didn't buy it and yeah. i i i changed my major three times 
Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was just like, but this is interesting. This is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 18. <laughs> now I'm 19. Yeah. I was on the crew team. I was doing, I was like meeting interesting people. I, I was just like, I've got so much other things to do besides like deciding yeah. what I, I don't know what I want to do. I barely, I'm still figuring out myself. So I landed right. on political science because I honestly thought that was, I was really interested in like the organization of like people and ideas and, and, and structures of like, of society. I thought that was interesting. Right. Um, but I'm not, I remember all of my friends who I'm still friends with to this day are all like, you know, wanting intern, intern at, um, at state department. I'm like, I'm like, I am not, I am not doing that. Like this yeah. is just some interesting stuff to learn about and to read about. But then it was right. like, Oh crap. When I graduate, well now, like, right. what do I yeah. do now? Where uh, all what's reflected back to me is like, you intern, you get some sort of like policy job. I'm like, I am, that is not for me. Um, right. so after that I was, um, I, I was dating a guy, uh, he was in the military actually. So I was living in Virginia beach for a year. He was in the Navy, did that. And then eventually, um, I eventually make my way back. We, we break up eventually and make my way back to Northern Virginia. And a lot of my friends are like, you know, going to graduate school or have these really important, yeah. like big internships. And I'm like, oh man, I am like, I don't want to do that. My passion was always like, I love people. I love the outdoors and I love animals. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how do you, what is that called? What is that a career? Okay. You know, my, my uh, parents uh, like, that's nice. Right. What it like, you need to is there, find employment. Is there a department of people and animals that I, I can apply to? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. right. And I always felt really envious of friends who knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like I want to yeah. be a yeah. doctor. I want to yeah. be a veterinarian. They just knew exactly. And I felt lost a lot because I mm -hmm. knew I love people. I love the outdoors and I love animals. What, how does that shake out? Um, mm. so for, uh, a little while I was actually working, um, Craig, you know, Hemlock Overlook, the great outdoor yeah. education center here in Northern Virginia. It's I was, cool I, yeah. I actually, so very non-traditionally, this is after college. I'm actually living on site in the, oh, I actually cool. live in a cabin on site. So I'm now in my mid twenties yeah. where a lot of people from friends from college are like, you know, poli sci, they're like, now they're in grad school or now they're like interning at yeah. state. And I'm like, Hey, I live in a cabin where I have to. I have to walk to the bathhouse to take a shower. I have to, yeah, you know, I have right. to watch out for copperheads. So I walk when I go to the, oh when I go God. to, yeah, yeah. um, to go to, um, dining hall anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, everywhere. and everywhere. Right. And I'm like, I have a headlamp. <laughs> like it occurred to me for a minute. The only time I'm ever indoors was to go to the bathroom or to sleep. And I'm like, and now that's the yeah. good life. That's, that's it. it. That's and so, so cool. I was in my mid twenties. I was wow. doing outdoor education, experiential ed, ropes course stuff. And I was, I was yeah. coaching high school crew at Lake Braddock, um, nice. doing that. And I was loving life. And, um, the counseling thing started because I really loved coaching crew is coaching high school girls. And yeah. it, I, I was like in my mid twenties and, you know, high school girls have a lot going on in their lives and there's a yeah. lot happening and a lot of tough time. rough time. And I was so, yeah. I love them. And I was so, I care so much about, you know, doing well, but also their just human development mattered to me the most. Like I want them to have a strong work ethic and to work hard. But what mattered to me most was like, they had guidance and they had a sense of self and like oh. making good choices. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it finally occurred to me, Oh, that's a thing. I think that's, I think yeah. that's counseling. I think that's right. what yeah. to call it. Yeah. That you're naturally gifted at. Like right. that's just such a natural gift you have of being a guide. Yeah. yeah. Like a loving guide. Totally. Thank you. And I, I, and it, it occurred to me, okay, so I'm like counseling and I'm a, I'm a Nova kid and I wanted like a big adventure. So yet again, I'm not doing this, the choices that a lot of people make, which is great of like going to yep. local area schools. I'm like, yeah. let's have an adventure to hear my, You're gonna, you go to school anywhere. I go to, school anywhere. Go to, I go to yeah. university of Wyoming and I'm like, okay, I wanted, I, I wanted an adventure Laramie, Laradice, good old Laramie. Um, <laughs> there's, I was looking at some, you know, very solid Virginia schools. They're awesome. But I'm like, you know what? I've done that. I'm from here. I know the East Coast. Yeah. I really wanted an adventure. Wyoming had, just had a, I was, had a really solid program, small classes, high, um, mm. 
um, pass rate for the board exam, really high level of that, all kinds of internship opportunities. Yeah. I'm like, Wyoming. I'm like, I know it's a square state. Uh, I don't yeah. know. And I just thought yeah. this is a while. My parents are like, uh, why don't you just go to George Mason? Why don't you just go to, you know, yeah. where or Virginia tech um, or VCU? I'm like, because that's not it. You know, that's, I've already done that. So I, I know, yeah, right, so I, right. again, I'm just want to do something different and I had no example of anyone doing that. So I'm like, right. I yeah. guess. And also in my family, this was very much, right. we are right. very much East coast. Yeah. East coasters. <laughs> East I coast. East guys, coasters. Breaking the I love that. Yeah. Are, that's, yeah. That's... It's, it's like new England. My family's new England, right? It's Providence. It's like, you can pick new England. You can pick Northern Virginia, DC area. Maybe, yeah. you know, somewhere in between, but that's it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going yeah. to Wyoming. I remember I had never been there. I went out there and I'm like, holy cow, this is bananas different. And yeah. we're not in Northern Virginia. Not, no, and I am here. For, I am so here. I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I just want to be somewhere that's on yeah. my comfort zone. So I go to graduate right. school there. I have a, it was amazing it was so just to have the experience as a somewhere totally different with different cultures yeah. different thinking different way of life and it was like this i was both excited and terrified and that to me is when you're making a good decision <laughs> when it's like you're exactly. excited and terrified exactly. yeah and, and no, i love the exactly feeling right. of like you know what there's something really i think important about when you stay in your own world you're not challenged the same, but when you have nothing yeah. to rely on but yourself, that's when mm -hmm. you really get to know yourself. That's when you get to make these important, like, connections. And Craig, you know this. Like, Nora, you know this, yeah. right? So um, it it was really incredible. Got my um, master's in counseling there. Came back. Um, it was August of, or summer of 08. That's when the economy tanked. No one's hired. Perfect. Perfect. Great time. Great now. <laughs> feeling real good. Moved back home. Yeah. Thanks, mom and dad. Feeling real good. Yeah. Um, and ended up actually getting a job at a at a school in Washington D.C. as a school counselor. Which I'm like, I can do that. My yeah. I, I my master's was in like community mental health, like working agencies. But I'm like, I can do schools. I've done I've done education stuff before. Um, yeah. and so that brought me to DC and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm doing the DC thing. And that was a wild ride to go from Laramie, Wyoming to Whitley yeah. Park, Washington, DC. That's, that yeah, was also another that. like culture shock of like, Whoa, right. that took a yeah, minute. Because it's different even from like being in DC is way different than like being in Northern Virginia, you yeah. know, and, and, right. and yeah, coming like, from like, like, Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, my, right. My apartment, this is also mid 2000s, was the same amount. My studio apartment that was across the street from campus was the same amount for what literally for a parking spot. I didn't need one at the time, oh. but like literally, yeah, yeah what you could have paid in a parking That's spot. Crazy. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. your apartment in Wyoming. My apartment was, was what I so so I didn't need a so I paid $300. <laughs> it was a lot of money, Craig. $300. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah, 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 but yeah, $300. And, and then I come to DC. I know I just, you know, had zone parking, parking in the street. But I remember right. on the listservs, you're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll rent you a parking space for 300 for the month. I'm like, oh my gosh. Come on. Yeah. So then, anyway, so, so yeah, school counselor in yeah. DC. And yeah, did that. And yeah. And then you, it got, it, when was the point in at 13 years you're in school that you're like, okay. You know, this is the next adventure for a private practice, right? Is that the next, yeah, the next step? The the next step. So I know I I didn't intend on being there for thirteen years, but in that point, yeah. like I met my husband. Like a lot of life yeah. things happened. I I loved who I worked with. Um, I love my community, my family there, my school family, and I was just ready for something different. Yeah. And I did want to cool. start um, private practice, and at the time. Um, I had experienced a lot of close friends lose their, their animals, their pets. And it was a, it really was just a life-changing experience and there was no support mm -hmm. for them. I'm like, that's yeah. not okay. And I remember thinking like, there needs to be support for this. And I kept experiencing people who need support. There wasn't, my husband lost his beloved dog, Tilly, he had for 16 years and that really rocked our worlds. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there needs to be a space for this. And I'm like, well, I'm a licensed therapist this is not a space. I'm going to make this a space, but it was real. It wasn't quite that like 
I'm going to do this. I was really doubting myself because no one's done this before. There's no, I don't know how to even Google this. There right. was no like pet loss counselor there. There's no, this wasn't a thing yet. So, right. um, I was like, I guess this needs to be a thing. Well, what I love about that is that it's, it's a really difficult subject mm-hmm. and most people will avoid it and just kind of even people who are going through it will try to avoid it. And then the people around them will, will try, try to like change the subject or move away from it. And you saw yeah. this issue and you just were like, this, something has to be done <laughs> yeah, about this. Yeah. I can, I can help and, here. And you did, you chose to, instead of ignoring it, you're, you're running leaning into heading it. right into it. And I love that. Yeah. It is, That's, but it's also when I, I was, um, in experiencing it. Oh, too. oh yeah. and once I went through it myself, it, I mean, mm. it, 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 I've never in my life have gone through something as div- I've had many difficult experiences in my life, but losing my beloved Buford, I'm a different person. And I, yeah. my philosophy is it's, it's life-changing love and that's life-changing loss. And right. I want, I really felt so clear about like, no one should suffer alone. I just, that was it. No. You should know one should suffer alone. I understand. And, yeah. um, this is a space that is misunderstood because families or pets are families. Absolutely. The, the brain does not differentiate between skin and fur. It just knows that the mm-hmm. neural pathway. So when we have yeah. these intense grief reactions, that's normal, but society right. doesn't know what to do with it. Society can say, well, just get another dog or it's just a dog or just a cat. And like, no, we don't say that about any other family no. member? No, no, right. no, that's right. And these are our clo- like we no other family members like sl- like my animals sleep in my bed. They are one hundred percent dependent upon me. Like, it's yeah. pure yeah. unconditional love. They are completely right. dependent on upon us. They don't individuate. Yeah. They don't go on to college and make no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. move on. They don't go off to Wyoming. They don't go to Wyoming. They don't go to Wyoming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're they're such intimate parts of our lives. And then we'll, yeah. and then right like they're the holders of us. So what happens when we don't mm-hmm. have them anymore? It's it's life changing. And I I just couldn't right. imagine, um, not having that support. Well, yeah. just. Just that little piece that you just said right there, I mm-hmm. feel like so many people need to really understand is that that the neural pathway part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like it just just in understanding that or just retaining that, if you come away from this this episode of this of our podcast with nothing else, just take that away because that that we, it's just such a huge thing to understand about how your brain works. Right. And with and love. <laughs> with love, exactly. Yeah. And and then and then like you're saying, Jess, when that when you lose that, 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 that's not something that you can just like ignore or no. just replace. Like you need to really, you know, lean into, to that loss and, uh, and understand. And grieve. Yeah. 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 So I think I, I love, I love that, that, that so much. And I love that you're providing the space for that mm-hmm. yeah. too. It's cause I, I think it's like loss is loss and it's, it's right. so difficult. And it's like you said, if you can't differentiate between fur and skin, yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, society understands grief for a person, but does society still understand the same grief for your loved pet? Your, I want to say, I want to say loved ones because it is. It is. Yeah. I want to say it's family. It's your loved ones. It's your yeah. family. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, it's their only family. Yeah. That's right. right. So, And you're providing the space. And the guidance, which is such a beautiful, it says so much about your heart because yeah. it's really difficult and that you're that space and person. I mean, you're, first of all, the best person for this, yeah. for that space. Um, 100%. And one, because you also understand, yeah. which is, is. Uh, well, and, and just to speak more about, about you, I mean, when you and I met, Fred and Buford were like running around doing Fred and Buford things at the dog park. And I was like probably a year and a half, two years at home from Afghanistan and was really good about not talking about anything really good about just even when people would ask me what kind of dog Fred was like, just taking the, like just running away from that conversation. And, but it made it easier because people would, usually follow up that question, what kind of dog is that with like some kind of an assumption and I would just let them assume and it would end the conversation. 
But you, <laughs> being you, just being Jess, you, yeah, you asked me what kind of dog is Fred, and then there was just this air just hanging there. I was like, I want to know. You, Tell me. Yeah, because yeah, you just wanted me to answer yeah. that, and and I did, and and that was the first time I'd ever really told the whole story to anyone other than like you know a friend or family that was that already knew it, you know. But and I just dumped this whole story on you and uh that was my one of my stubbornly positive moments yeah, we talked you know? about that in episode one right first episode and here one. she is the yeah, first episode, she's real. yeah which is one of the, one of the reasons we <laughs> wanted just to come on yeah. so like soon to the top the right. third guest because i mean jess has been a life-changing person in your life yeah totally yeah <laughs> and but i feel like that speaks to your approachableness is that a word uh, uh sure yeah. because like you just asking a simple question in your mind, right? Like, is this release valve for yeah. you with all these yeah. emotions that you're experiencing at the time that really like transformed totally. your life? Well, it's another, I think another cool thing to, to remind ourselves when we're, when we're talking to somebody, whether it's someone yeah. we just met or someone we've known to just ask that, leave those, leave questions open-ended because you never know you know, it can be uncomfortable because a lot of times you want to answer it for somebody, you know, but when you leave that air out there, when you leave that space, yeah, it can be a really magical thing. It can really open up a lot of opportunities for the person to share and for you to get to know that, yeah. that person. And you can end up with an amazing friend like Jess. I know. <laughs> and it's so funny because yeah. we have such similar, like, yeah. we, we're right. trying to, we have friends and, you know, pe- people in common. We, we, we grew yeah. up like, not that like one, hi- like parallel, parallel lives, like, very yeah. grew up like probably two miles away from each other. Yeah, and I was living, yeah, yeah, I was living in Glover Park and I had never seen you before. And I see this like this interesting looking dog <laughs> and our dog, Buford and, and Fred have a lot of similarities. And I'm just like, yeah. tell me about your dog. Yeah, this is, I don't when, what this is like 2000. It would have been 20, 2012, yeah. probably 2013, maybe. It was early, yeah. If you, early 12. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago. So Fred. Fred yeah. is a puppy ish yeah, still. Yeah, he was still. Like, I mean, how yeah. Buford was probably too. They're around the same age. He would have been like three. I, he would have been They're like three ish. He was between, right. um, I got him when he was around two ish when I adopted him. Yeah. 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 So they're like they're young men. They're yeah, young yeah, men. Yeah. 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 Running around right, the, the right. dog park just, while you guys are, you know, yeah, connecting. Just connecting, and, right. And really, Jess, you opened up, um, you know, every, I always bring it back to the events because it's true. We were just in uh, uh, Utah. No, Utah. <laughs> Utah at an event and Craig was speaking, talking about Jess and like yeah. at this moment at the dog park was such a huge moment because once he started sharing, it just, he didn't stop sharing. Right. It, but it took that one person and that one kind of space to let you reflect yeah. and like feel comfortable and exactly i mean of course just has the natural ability as a therapist to be there but yeah. but a good you know a loving therapist yeah and it's just um yeah that's been a a, a life-changing it's, moment for really, you yeah it really has and it's it's so cool to to now learn more about your journey from yes. your escape from northern virginia <laughs> and and you know the fact that you know you were just you felt so similar to me in terms of just how structured everything was and, and you, and, and you broke it, you, you know, in your own way, mm-hmm. you know, you found just your own path out of, out of that, that place that we're from. And, and I think it's, it's just so cool that, uh, our dogs, you know, we lived these parallel lives and went through a lot of the same struggles, but it was our dogs that connected us, <laughs> you know, one afternoon after work, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's amazing what, what dogs will do. And it's funny. And I, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I think it's so funny too because I I remember talking to you then about Fred was your first dog, and yeah, it was right. my first dog because we were not we were not allowed to have pets growing up. My dad's like, right. no, I know I heard you know your episode with your dad the last one like of Dennis. I'm like that is my dad. Like that's a very similar, yeah. <laughs> nor like so very like these like government good government like yeah, that's my dad's right. an economist in, and dc yeah yeah you know very s- similar energy <laughs> and then it's so funny because i bring buford home and my dad l- loved buford and it of was just course. like a horse but it's just yeah. so funny because yeah. i uh, all i wanted growing up was a dog that's all i wanted could we yeah. i didn't get a dog yeah. no dogs right 
And then yeah. I, we had these like life-changing dogs. And I, right. I, I would say I dedicate my practice in honor of Buford. Like so much of what mm-hmm. I've done is in honor of him. And just like how you, your life is forever changed because of Fred. And I just, oh, yeah. I, it's just this, I just love that like moment in time that we met. And it just, I remember after we, you told me your story, I'm like, you have to write a book. This is incredible. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. rooting for you of like, this is an amazing <laughs> story. People need to know about this story. Oh, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I needed that. I'm sure I smiled, but uh, you know, and was like, "Yeah, okay." But in the back of my head, I was and probably I, like, "One thing at a time." I, I just I'm told me. Like, okay, here's what he's like. Yeah. Okay, this person, Craig, is gonna write a book. He needs to write a book, and this yeah. is this is an incredible yeah. story. People need to know about the story. Um, and it's been such a joy on no. my end just to see, like, from no. meeting you, just to see, like, just to be able to hear this incredible story and like what you've turned it into and like how we all get to experience Fred and, and this incredible story. And it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks Jess. Well, well, what, so what, what do you think one of, I, I could, I could point to a lot at, just after what you've told us about today, but what, what do you think if you look back on your life so far, like yeah. what, maybe just one stubbornly positive moment that you would, you, you know, you, you can look back on it, you know, and you wagged your tail uh, at a, at a challenge, you know, when, when the world was telling you not to. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> I know it's hard. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many. Like, I mean, uh, one is like going to graduate school in Wyoming. That would be, could be why yeah. no one took, I love that that's one. one. But I think that a bigger one is just like starting my practice, focusing on pet loss, because yeah. it's one thing to like, you know, kind of like make sense and checks the box of like, Hey, you know, start your own private practice and, and, mental health. Great. But to focus specifically on the experience of pet loss or anticipatory loss or that, it was like, uh, some people really got it. Some people were like, I don't, that's not a thing. I'm like, okay. When you would explain it to people. And part of it was like, maybe I didn't have the confidence to, uh, I wasn't sure because I knew in my heart it was a thing and it, it was a space, but I didn't feel this like, I was really trying to be like, will you understand it? Like I was mm. a little bit hesitant how I explained it. I wasn't really yeah. explaining it with like confidence. And, yep. um, and so naturally when you don't have that, when you have that hesitancy, I think people can sort of catch on to that. So maybe they're hesitant. So, right. right. But I just was, I'm like, you know what, this is a thing and I'm going to practice just like learning how to explain it, really understand mm. for myself. What am I trying to communicate? What am I trying to do? And, um, and I, I told like my inner circle, my parents, like, and like, that's nice. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. nice. Right. So, but I didn't really know how to like keep it going. I had no examples of this. No one's done that I know over. I don't have any, there's a roadmap. There's no like pet loss therapist. Okay. I don't know who these people are. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. So I, so yeah. what, what's, that, what's it like now? I mean, are, are, do you, are you like, are, when you meet with clients, is it, I mean, are they just maybe also unsure about how to communicate their loss or are people coming to you like, just like ready to, to process everything or like, what, what's it like now as a, as a pet loss therapist? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Some, I think there's become I opened my practice in 2018. I think just in, even just through the pandemic, the ex- a lot of people have had the experience of like adopting animals and losing animals. Mm. Um, and really understanding like this is a real loss. So it's a little bit of both yeah. where for some people, it's just the space of like normalizing and validating this as a, as a, an, a real powerful loss. And for yeah, others, right. they, 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 they know that, but they need the tools. Like how do I survive this? How do I, what do I do now? How, or how do we prepare for this? Getting, mm-hmm. you know, um, news that you're, that you've got like three or six months or mm-hmm. some people yeah, have yeah. had traumatic loss where there's an accident happened or something happened. Yeah. Right. And, um, I've done some grief work for, uh, the national zoo. So, because, right. right, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. That was an interest of real. And so I'm in these spaces that, we don't, I don't, I've never thought about, but these are like very powerful, these are huge relationships. The human yeah. animal bond, this is what this is. And these very, very powerful relationships that supersede the human to human bond. So yeah, yeah. when you've got animal keepers who have cared for animals in their direct care for years, 
And yeah. it's this very public and private experience, right? Because the public right. that what they see, but this private experience of this like wild animal. Yeah. So I've had experiences of of of, of animals they've had to um, say goodbye to suddenly or plan that mm. and just the, the, the human support around that. How do you do that? Yeah, Cause yeah. these are not dogs right. and cats and birds or right. horses. These are right. wild. These are, these are exotic animals. Well, it's, and it's, just, it's something that people are like as, as a, an animal caretaker, a zookeeper, like that it's, it's personal, but it's also professional. Mm-hmm. Like there's, just, so it's, there's, you know, it's what their, it's their purpose. Like they've gone, you know, I'm sure to school and like, you know, studied and like done all this work to do this. And, and then, how do you detach? And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. and so you're so, in your grief, you so wrapped up in mm-hmm. that role. And then that animal, you know, goes away and, and, and passes on. And it's just, I'm sure with all, I'm sure that in all the classes and stuff that, that zookeepers take, they don't teach them about that. No, they, they don't, don't teach them about, about loss. No, yeah. no. And, and they yeah. can't really, it's a really, it's a um, sensitive topic, right? We can't, you're not able to often talk about like the nature of what happened. This is not something necessarily that public. If something, oh. if there's an accident or something happened, right? Just like, it, you know, often right. we can read oh, a paper about, about like mm. an animal but we don't know all the details and there can be some like a situation of there's gonna be it can be really complex right yeah and and there's not a lot of support around that so how do you help an organization process this right Mm. yeah wow yeah that's a lot there's a lot out there. Yeah. I, if you think if it goes deeper, like right when you first hear pet loss, you think about your your pet, right? Your per- but there's so like you said, there's just like this whole other world. I mean, you could this is like animal um like nonprofits. There's right. like the zookeepers. There's like yeah. there's a lot of different connections that aren't just your pet, your baby. You know, right. there's other huge loving like bonds. Yeah, that I are mean, all connected on. Yeah, like yeah, working right, dogs. I had a police officer and their canine dog. Like there's all kinds of like different. Yeah. Right. relationships we were, yeah uh, lucky enough to volunteer at an intake at um at, at a wolf, wolf trap, trap animal rescue yeah just a couple weeks ago right in what what mary in maryfield yeah. maryfield yeah in virginia and we were lucky enough to be invited and it, there was 42 puppies um coming from mississippi oh, i think wow. and if anyone please check out wolf trap animal yeah, rescue awesome. they do such an incredible job um dr b right yep, dr b and they, they always need supplies and support and, and they always volunteers um fosters they yeah. the well-oiled machine yeah, of that was animal amazing. rescue was absolutely just mind-blowing to witness but we're we're like assisting you you take the puppies and they get all checked out they get all the vaccinations and it's just a quick story it was like every time i just because i'm not used to that I, I love it but just that quick bond of holding that puppy right for 10 15 minutes while it was getting you know getting close to me and like putting its little like face under your neck what and it, uh, yeah, starting it, to like mold to you feeling safe with you yeah and they're going to like loving safe foster homes like there's these dogs are on the up from here right yeah, but just yeah. being that like transfer into the little crate and then like you know now they're off to their fo- it was just like that 15 minutes i was like oh i wanted to cry every time yeah. and, like, just that quick 15 minutes with those puppies mm-hmm. was like this emotional connection to right. each one of them um yeah, I mean, what animals do and how quickly your heart um, attaches to our and to animals um, yeah. is such a yeah. We can't. It, it's can't, an emotional thing. Yeah, <laughs> we can't understate that that like the the bond and how important it is and how important and amazing it is that you yes. saw that your your friends and family yeah. go through that loss and 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 just jumped into action. You know, I mean, that's just. I love that about you, Jess. It's just such a, a cool thing. And I love looking at your journey that it was like kind of the one time that you were in, in one space for a longer <laughs> period of time. Yeah. And like what you did with that period of time, you know what I mean? Like you saw, you, like you said, you were connecting, reconnect with your friends and now you're going through this loss together and like, wait, this is my calling. This is my purpose. And, and you're, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's also hard enough to be, I'm sure, a school counselor at, you know, <laughs> yeah. at, at, at any <laughs> level, elementary. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I mean, it's so you, you signed up for more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was also like, is like having a different part of my brain because I love working with my students, but this was like speaking to my soul. Right. Mm. And it was just, and it, it was being able to do both and being in different spaces helped me be bo- good at both things, I think. Right. But you can have be in both spaces. 
It's all the more impressive with both of you from where you both grew up. Like, Um, tie it back to the beginning of Fairfax County. Because you both found a way to tie your passion and your hearts into what you love to do Mm -hmm. and and, and as your profession, which was, (laughs) as we talked about, not an example to you. You both created your own roadmap. And it's not easy. And I mean, there's so many challenges. That's like a whole other podcast of like the business, like challenges to do oh, that. But yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. it's <laughs> like you both found that purpose. I mean, it took a little while, right? At, from school, it wasn't right away, but there's that's pro- arguably more important to have that time to yeah. figure out yourself enough to know what your passion, your purpose is. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's ever growing. It's, I'm it's, sure. And this comes again just with reflection. But the, you know, if, if anybody's listening and you're, you feel stuck or you feel like you're struggling personally or professionally, like then that's that just means that you know there's there's work to be done and that you there's a there's a way forward. You know, but how many times and in, in, on your journey, Jess, did you feel mm. you know st- stuck or or stressed or mm-hmm. uh, or you know um, anxiety over? You know, it, you know, it's just, it was a lot, right? Oh yeah. And also like, I kept questioning myself. I'm like, am I, why, why, why don't I want what I, what my peer group wants? Mm. Why mm. does this not no. excite me? Right. Like right no, out no. of, that's huge. And, and I was just like, is something wrong with me? Like why it just wasn't clicking. And I just wanted something deeper and more like, something for me, but I didn't see me and my needs reflected back because Mm. I wasn't like on that fast track to like medical school or law school or these important great jobs, which all amazing and great. And my friends are amazing and wonderful, but I, that just wasn't for me, but I didn't know I didn't have Mm. a name for like that Mm. thing. Right. And and it just took me a while. I'm like, if there's a, is there a degree in people Animals and the outdoors. What makes me sad though about all of this from from specifically where you guys grew up is what makes you different is your superpower. Mm. But you were made to feel like what makes me feel like if if I'm different, there's something wrong. Yeah. And it was like everybody in line, like get your degree, like go this direction. And it was like it was molded into you. And then it was like unlearning and coming back to yourself. And like you talk about that all the time. Yeah. Was like after the Marines and you know, now you're you're home and you're transitioning out. And it's like reconnecting with Craig before all of that. And it sounds like Jess, you kind of went through a similar thing. Well, thank God we call it. What do we call it? We call it the Fred effect, right? The Fred effect, it, yeah, is absolutely yeah. Of 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 feral dog in Afghan. It's you know like in Afghanistan wags its tail, and you know a life is is transformed, and a story is born, and well, you know, and it's just like it, it, he's opened up, you know, so much. And Buford Buford did that for you mm-hmm. too. You know? And I don't. I it's like you talking to just that day the fred effect of of sharing your story yeah i mean it gave you this confidence it gave you like this whole new kind of approach to life and sharing yourself and being vulnerable and finding strength in that yeah i don't know would you have made it to boston like would you have been sharing your story at an no. event when yeah, we met like exactly. the fred effect keeps going yeah right or i don't know if we would be sitting here i so know sure. and just like that but just the that story i, I really I could not stop thinking about it. And I was just so, I'm serious. And I, and I I was just like, it's so just the power of like, I I could have just, there's a a, a guy and his dog and I I could have just been, I I could, right. Just like, you know, this, like this power of this, this creature, uh, this dog. And like, um, it's just the courage and the resilience. I think too, just, I think about two of your story and resilience, like not giving up is such yeah. an important thread that I've really always leaned on. Even when I'm like yeah. not sure, I'm like, I'm not going to give up. Like I'm yeah. not going to give up. Yeah. I'm going to figure this story. out. I'm not going to give yeah. up. When I was in Wyoming, I'm like, crap, what did I do? I remember driving <laughs> out with my dad cross country and we were staying in like yeah. Nowhereville, like Missouri. And I'm like, yeah. I'm all my earthly possessions from the backseat of my hatchback. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. what did I do? <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah. And yeah. You pushed. And I like, hey, right. I'm just going to, what you know, just get through today. And I know mm-hmm. in my heart I made the right decision. So like there's, and also expect there's going to be like some low points. 
Absolutely. But I knew mm-hmm. like this is the right thing to do. So just like Pelos, I'm like, what did I do? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I don't know how to run a practice. I'm not qualified. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm qualified, but I don't know how to be in this space. Like, what if I do it wrong? And I'm like, you know what? I, I just, just like staying focused, staying positive of like, take it slow and like yeah. trust your gut. Yeah. And that maybe that's a counter to the opposite of where you guys grew up. Cause even though it was kind of instilled this like heavily competitive thing, but there's also with that came this drive, mm. then maybe that's the counter to the culture, right? Like yeah. that, the difficult part was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it kind of forced, like, maybe not forced, but maybe there's something to that, like the positive, right? This definitely positive yeah, of yeah. that experience sure. is that it created Absolutely. a drive and that resilience that you both naturally just. Well, yeah, because that's a great point, babe, because uh, we were seeing people yeah. like achieve a lot, sure. you know, and it, it wasn't what you wanted. No, but yeah. You were seeing. Yeah. And I, and I know it might sound to some people that were, you know, we're being negative about that, but no, it's, it's, it's like, it's just unique. that we wanted that too. Yeah. It just wasn't offered in a, in like a, like and, to us in a, like a package. And like you a lot were of it seeing is. a lot of service and yeah. you guys yeah. found to serve your country in the way of with your natural gifts yeah. and with your natural passion. And I think that's the, I think that's the word that we like, we all know it cause we know this area you're both from, but I think that didn't like make it until now, but that's, that's the difference is cause when you're growing around like your, your government and yeah, you're, yeah. it's, it's a little different passion uh, and purpose or are like two separate things. Totally. And, and you didn't have a lot of examples of people who combined combined right. them. And, but yeah. you found a way to serve, you mm. know, in both of you, yeah. ser- serving your communities so and cool. serving the world. That's it's so cool. Yeah, yeah we did come from, we honestly, no, look, Fairfax is a wonderful place. Like I have a lot, incredible work ethic, like a lot yeah. of resources, a lot of opportunities. But yeah. um, I think too, both of us, Craig, like we have strong work ethics. We know yeah. how to yeah. like push hard and, but I think we didn't know what it looked like to, to push hard in an un, in this uncharted uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah. I love that your examples of just being fearless in like oh. in your um, abilities and like, trusting yourself. I mean, like you said, there's no roadmap, and and trusting the the journey. <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. It's it's uh, one good thing about about doing something like pet loss is that no one's ever done before is mm-hmm. you can't mess it up. <laughs> that's no one's right. ever done, no it. One's ever done <laughs> it before. So I can't yeah. mess up something that's never been done. And, and, yeah, you know, exactly. but I think yeah. also it's important to know, like I know a lot more about how to serve in this space than I did when I first started. And that's just, mm. ex- it's like, you have to expect that you're going to make mistakes. You have to expect yeah. that it takes, a, it takes learning and experience. And, you know, yeah. I, there's a, I have such perfectionist tendencies. You want to be perfect at it, but that's just not how things work the first time you do something. And that's, yeah. that's the good news. Right. And I'm yeah. still learning. And, but it's just about yeah. like learning how to hold space and connect with people. And that's, that's important. No matter mm-hmm. how much experience you've had d- doing it with a sense of like authenticity and just tenderness. That's what, you know, yeah. Yeah. love that authenticity and tenderness. Yeah. And if you, if you're, you know, interested in, in learning more about this and interested in connecting with Jess, your Instagram is Pet Loss DC. Yeah, right? yep. so sh- yeah your social yeah. media is and Pet Loss DC. Pet Loss yeah. is, I should probably go, I should tend to that more. <laughs> I'm so Yeah, it's there. Yes, it's, it's there. there. Right. It's there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Where could someone find you if they were like wanted to reach out to you, either as, as your private practice or your uh, Pet Loss DC? Uh, pet, if for Pet Loss, I'm petlossdc.com. Yeah. And my uh, general practice um, is, oh my God, now I'm thinking, is it JessQuarrell.com or is it Jessica? I think it's Jessica Quarrell. I'm like, now I'm blanking, like, what is my right. website? It's my name.com. Yeah. Got um, cool. And can you spell yeah. your name just yes. in case? K W E R E L. I can see yeah. it perfectly every yes. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never had any <laughs> Just problem. Just Google me. You'll, I'll come up. Um, I'm on Psychology Today. Uh, Jessica oh, great. Corral. Yeah. Of course she yeah. is. Of yeah. course she is. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like, thank you. I just want to take a moment, too, to thank you as, as our friend, because you have really been our chosen family. Mm-hmm. And it, it's you were so supportive and loving and excited and just such. I, I'm just so grateful to have you in our lives. Aww. and. 
mostly grateful to that you gave, you asked a simple question that yeah. one day yeah. in 2012 of what kind of dog is that? Right. Um, because it it really did impact Craig's life. I mean, big time. Yeah. And yeah. And in doing so, my life. Because yeah. without that moment, I don't know if we if I would be sitting right. here with Craig and you. So. So we have the Fred effect. We also have the Jess effect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm well, so so glad we yeah. got to share we got to share a little bit of you with yes, with, with everyone with everyone um everybody should be so lucky to to have a Jess in their life yes. and, and you guys can borrow ours now. yes yes <laughs> and vice I'm so lucky to have a Craig and a Nora and a Fred and a oh. Ruby in my life because it's just yeah. like, like there's also <laughs> the joys of like meeting people you meet a person and how often do you get to meet a person in real life yeah. And yeah. continue this like incredible friendship and this experience and get to, there's something really I love about like rooting for your friends yeah. and seeing this joy of like this, this, this idea or this, like a, this journey, the story and like, tr- and what you've turned it into, it's just such a joy on my end mm-hmm. to like root for you. And like when your first book came out and like all these things, right. like when you remember going to your book signing at the, at the yeah. pug and like the first right, book right, and just like right. all these things. And like, uh, it's just so on my, like my end, it's like, it's Aww. so fun, but also just taking, you know, like reading your whole story, like in print, like learning about you and like how you've had to mm-hmm. persevere <laughs> and have resilience. It's like, holy, sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> no, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, it's really no, cool when you yeah. get to just like I I think there's such to me personally such tremendous joy in rooting for your friends. I think it's just yeah I love that. Yeah, I think I mean if, if there's any moral to this episode too, it's share your story because you never know who you're going to be talking to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, share it. And the flip side is listen. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. Having like curiosity, like one of my favorite words is curiosity and just being curious yeah. about people and yes. really listening without like trying to insert something like asking a question and give the space of this holdings to like give the space for someone to answer mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome that's great advice yeah that's great um, well this is so so much fun we could talk to you for hours and hours and we do and we do yeah we'll call you in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much yeah. jess and thank you everybody for listening yeah thanks for listening say hi to your pack for us jess will do and, and, love and, you yeah, guys we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon yeah we love you too Our awesome music is thanks to Rose Parkington of the Parkington Sisters, and special thanks to William Flynn, the master of all things audio. If you enjoyed this episode, please click the subscribe button on your streaming platform. If you're interested in more from us, like video versions of our podcast episodes, clips from our adventures on the road, and more, then head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash stubbornly positive to support our work and message of stubborn positivity. Thank you for listening. Freddie loves you.